0: Originally Lynch shot three people killing Laura Palmer, the actress Cheryl Lee, because they didn't want the cast, the um the set, the people on set to know who was the actual murderer.
1: <laughs> was uh was one one was her father, one was Ben, and one was just uh <laughs> just humanity's uh collective uh uh, complicity in uh, in destroying uh, the environment, and yeah, yeah. testing the atomic bomb. <laughs> One is Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: what's Oppenheimer? No, no. Uh, Lynch held up a mirror, and just it was just the camera trained on the mirror. And <laughs> so everyone is like, we all looked balance. back at it. Yeah. Oh my uh, god. the Studio
1: wanted the dad, but uh, Lynch, I think, wanted the mirror <laughs> to be the killer.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we weren't ready.
1: Well, welcome to episode eleven of Twin Takes, a podcast in which we will cover part ten of season three of Twin Peaks, colon, The Return. I'm Kabir. I'm with uh, my uh, David Lynch uh, Sherpa, Garrett, as always. Garrett, how are you?
0: I'm doing well, but you sound a little resigned to the episode. Like, um, you're not eager to discuss the great art (sighs) we just witnessed.
1: I, you know, sometimes I'm always uh, upset by the show. Sometimes I <laughs> sometimes I come into it and I feel a great anger and I and I'm ready to, you know, I got the uh I got the gloves on and I'm ready to to go into the ring mm-hmm. uh, and really beat this thing down. But I I was um I <laughs> we wa- I watched it yesterday cuz we always try to watch the show within 24 hours of doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I've been in, in um a uh, physical and emotional lull because of just how boring and My God. Not, not boring, uh, tiresome this episode was. <laughs> there were parts that, that, that were high energy but like they drained me because yeah, like, I yeah, didn't yeah, like yeah. what I was seeing. Yeah, And no. then there are many low energy parts that also drain me. And then there are parts <laughs> that are incredibly annoying that anger me and then i run out of energy and i'm just you know
0: yeah no i uh i get you on the draining for like the parts that are supposed to be draining um because man there's some disturbing scenes <laughs> this episode some really bad ones a, a lot yeah. of a lot of violence against women
1: yes uh should we should we talk about uh most of the beginning and, and somewhat of the, of the middle is about richard yeah. Should we talk about Richard?
0: Yeah, 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 let's talk about him.
1: Yeah, so Richard uh is is pure pure Richard in this episode. He mm-hmm. um so and this and this episode actually, you know, I'll say I'll 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 do a a compliment open-faced sandwich. Which is not compliment insult compliment. It's compliment and then just the rest of it is just insult for the entire rest of the episode. It's like a compliment just... pita. A compliment, Peter. <laughs> uh, I uh, I did appreciate that the episode did it did tie things together, mm-hmm. um, and you did yeah, see really some did. things coming together. Mm-hmm. Uh, characters that seemed totally random were given their place within the show. Okay, uh, which I appreciated, and a lot of that comes with Richard. So Richard yeah, is yeah, yeah. the guy who, at first, I don't think we knew who he was. He was just a, um, a rogue yeah. actor.
0: Yeah, no, we didn't.
1: Uh yeah, so it turns out that Richard, who is let's see, he was in how many episodes ago was this? Four, maybe? Or five even?
0: Yeah, four or five, when he killed the kid.
1: Yeah, he's the one that, that works for some tough guy. Yeah. Uh, Low rent
0: Tom Cruise.
1: Uh, that's right. Yeah, we yeah, described
0: yeah. as that magic motherfucker. <laughs> that, that, that magic motherfucker, which is one of the best parts of that. I can say. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, he, um, yes, he was. He was tricked by a magician, uh, and was doing some sort of like. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, wait, wait! Was not tricked by a, a magician? He yeah. was uh, no, no. That guy's not a magician. That guy is actually harnessing uh, magic.
1: That's right. That's He's more
0: wizard I mean. than magician.
1: Oh, okay. A
0: magician is a charlatan.
1: You're using magician as a pejorative.
0: How dare you? I, I, I am. Yeah. Well, in this world, if if you if there's magic, if there's real magic, yeah, the magicians are they're charlatans.
1: Okay. Uh, that feels like a longer conversation. <laughs> but we don't. Right. I don't think we have to get into. Right. But. Uh, <laughs> um but he uh but but he he is uh, yeah, he's given an assignment um, by a let's say a manipulator of the dark arts, okay to uh, haul something for nefarious purposes, and in the process of doing that, he kills a kid yeah. uh, and it turns out that he is the grandson mm. of a woman who was in the previous episode that I don't think we um kept in the podcast because it just seems so inconsequential. It was a woman who has a, I guess, another grandson mm-hmm. who is um, uh, Johnny, who is uh, mentally challenged in some way. Mm-hmm. And so Richard is the other grandson of this woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a further connection that we discover later is that I believe the grandfather of Richard, who has divorced the grandmother, that was our reading of it, yeah, yeah. Is the right. um, hotelier, the mm-hmm. hotel owner of the Property Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're all family. Um, yeah.
0: So technically, Johnny, who's the mentally challenged um, yeah. young man, at, that is Richard's uncle.
1: Richard's uncle?
0: <laughs> Actually, yeah.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Uh, it was hard to tell because his face was pretty beaten up from the scene. I mean really it was 2 minutes last episode,
1: less than that. Maybe maybe a minute.
0: Yeah, maybe. Where he just he just runs into a wall.
1: Yeah, Johnny's running around and then he runs into a wall. Anyway, we'll get to Johnny later, but Richard starts and he approaches a woman in a in a trailer. Yeah. Um and uh that and uh, the woman says, "Don't come in. I know I know that you killed that kid and I wrote a letter to Sheriff Truman." Uh she didn't call the police. She wrote a letter. Uh, strange choice.
0: Well, you know, I mean, um, she has some re- relationship with this guy. Maybe she's, you know, she's reluctant to fully come forward.
1: But it's in writing. I mean, why not do an anonymous tip?
0: <laughs> That's true. It's like the opposite uh, of what
1: you said. <laughs> she's she's really committing to being on the record that this that that this man Richard. Hit this kid with a with a truck. He's gonna have to. He, he realizes he's gonna have to kill her. It was very dramatic. The you know you could see Richard like making the decision, the calculation in his head, and then and then he like very suddenly charges and breaks down the door mm-hmm. and uh, does his little home invasion. Um, that was pretty well done.
0: Yeah, and they uh, we we stay outside of the yeah trailer. Yeah, you don't go inside. So you, you, you hear so you um, hear it
1: the fight, and then um, a final. Uh, blow yeah later we cut inside and we see that he's opened the oven he's turned the gas on he's lit a candle and
0: she's, and she's still, still moving but there's a lot of breathing
1: part. but she's unconscious yeah yeah so she's gonna so apparently that trailer is gonna explode yeah so yeah. richard realizes i got a loose end now and he calls his buddy my man chad
0: oh yeah yeah yeah
1: to invent to take care of it so chad uh we can talk about this too mm. chad goes uh Uh, to intercept the letter. (laughs) Um, Uh,
0: I will say the ratio of junk mail to actual envelopes did seem out of balance. So I'm kind of on board with that. Yeah,
1: quite a few actual envelopes, right? Yeah, yeah. People in this town, I mean, maybe it's because uh, Lucy is like on the 911 desk and they're like, well, if I have a crime, I'm going to have to send a letter because (laughs) I'm not going to get helped. It could be, Uh, yeah. So uh, the uh, mail truck arrives... He goes outside. He's looking at the mail. The mailman's like, he's looking at the mail. It's a little weird. He finds a letter and he slips it into his coat, mm. his uniform. Lucy's even watching him, but I don't think he's too slick. So I don't think she even notices. Um,
0: I think that's open ended. She may have noticed. She may not have. But she was definitely watching.
1: She was watching very closely. Mm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe she's just biding her time. But she didn't do anything or, or react. When yeah. uh, he comes back in and he gives her the rest of the mail.
0: Good move by Chad to slip it in his shirt like that. I was impressed.
1: My boy Chad, you know, he's a, well, he's a criminal. And so, <laughs> so he's good at this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, he texts Richard that he did it mm. while Richard's driving. And Richard took his eyes off the road. And part of me was like, he's going to hit another kid. I oh my it.
0: God. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I, I I don't know if I would have been able to continue if we'd done that again. Killed another kid, and we all have to stand around and watch in horror. Yeah.
1: Oh. Uh. So Richard uh, is driving, and he goes uh, to the house that we were talking about. Yeah. The grandmother, his grandmother, and Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. Johnny's tied up. I guess because he's he's so rambunctious, and he ran into the wall. He's been tied up for his own protection. Yeah. And uh, he's looking at this. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's not exactly, it's not a teddy bear. It's like a, it's like an electronic. Well, how do you describe this thing?
0: It's a stuffed animal of some sort with, with the exterior head removed. So just almost like the animatronic pieces underneath exposed on the head. So it's really disturbing looking, right?
1: Yeah, and it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a it's like a globe, a, a roundish yeah, sphere on top with like if I recall correctly, it's like a drawn on face, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then even like a little cool. light bulb in in the interior yeah. of the plastic shell. That the that the stuffed fur goes on the outside.
1: Yeah, it's like a talking nightlight, I think. Um but it's saying. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, I know. I think it's a stuffed animal where you just ripped off the cute parts, and now you just see the mechanical, creepy parts that are underneath, hiding from 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 kids. You know, when they play with them.
1: Hmm. I think you're trying to insert a little symbolism into this. object. No, no, no.
0: I'm just. I'm, I'm trying to explain why it's so creepy looking. I think <laughs> I find it really strange looking.
1: Yeah, it's like when you take a, a human and you. You know, strip them of all these you know, no. ice beads to reveal the dark, the dark nature of man underneath.
0: No, I think it's just supposed to be disturbing.
1: Aren't we all stuffed animals with our heads ripped off?
0: Well, in a
1: certain sense.
0: Yeah, we're we're all we're all that teddy bear. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know. Maybe anyway. it's maybe,
0: well, maybe that teddy bear is Major Briggs, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah,
1: because it got ripped off. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's missing a head, and yeah, maybe it's just trying to, you know. Comfort the, you know, the, the less fortunate. Yeah.
1: Mm. Uh, this thing is on repeat. It's saying, hello, Johnny. How are you today? Mm-hmm. Richard comes in. He physically assaults. He asks for money. Mm-hmm. Grandmother is like, no, I'm not going to give you any money. Um, and uh, she he physically assaults her. Yeah, chokes her. Chokes her and gets the combination to her safe. Uh, she's quite disturbed and doesn't really do anything as, as he goes upstairs to... Uh, he, he leaves the door open. It's, um, it's very brazen. <laughs>
0: you know, it's funny you said that, that, that kept bothering me. Uh, that, that open door. I mean, I, I guess, you know, if your grandson is choking you out and potentially going to murder you, I think, you know, the last thing you need to worry about is closing the door. But I kept thinking like, you know, how many bugs are coming in this house?
1: Oh, so <laughs> That's not what I was thinking. of. I was thinking like, why didn't he close the door when he was assaulting this woman?
0: Uh, I think he's just like in a pure rage. Yeah, me. Yeah, me yeah. After he leaves, I kept thinking, "Oh, close the door, lady. Come on." Like <laughs> the bugs, he might come. He might come back. I mean, you know, your electric bill's going to skyrocket, and all that money.
1: That's true. That's true. Uh, and 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 uh, clearly, Johnny wants to intervene, but he's he wants tied to help. up. Yeah, poor Johnny falls over in yeah. uh, the chair, is still tied up, and he's it's quite a quite a sad scene. Is there anything else about this scene? No, he leaves. He takes money, he takes her purse, and then mm. they, he kind of leaves him, and the grandmother's kind of just crying, holding holding Johnny. Mm. Um, let's just wrap this up. Where, where? So then later she calls uh, the hotelier. Hotelier. And uh, she says, Richard attacked me and took my money. What's interesting about this call is that she's not... Uh, it, it's very traumatic what happened to her. She was choked, and she's crying, and she was left. And her... She's complaining that she was attacked and the money's gone, but she kind of seems more interested in yelling about it to her ex-husband than yeah acting like a victim. It's very you know, strange. you know,
0: you know. I think this is a very valid criticism that you're bringing up. They kind of do play it for laughs. It's yeah, supposed to be kind yeah. of as if Rich um, Ben, the the hotel owner, is exasperated. And is thinking, oh, you know, I'm not paying any more money. And yeah. then he, she says, well, what about me? Because he asks, oh, oh my God, how is Johnny? And then she complains, why don't you ask about me? And obviously she's talking on the phone. Of course, she's, she must be relatively okay, right? She's lucid enough yeah. to hold a phone conversation. So, of course, he's going to ask about the mentally um, disabled yeah, uh, and even the child he has that lives with her, right? Of course, but I mean, it's kind. Of, I mean, they kind of play for laughs, which yeah, I don't know that that is a bit. And there has been a significant amount of time that has progressed in the episode before this happens. So yeah, that is that is a little worrisome. I gotta say, I gotta say.
1: And then he 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 says he asks out Beverly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that. that's strange. He he like puts his head down and like rubs his temples, and he's like, "Beverly, do you want to go out for dinner?" <laughs> so weird
0: yeah it is weird
1: (laughs) and my my initial thought also was did she call nine one one and say that my grandson attacked me and took all my money yeah maybe she wrote a letter (laughs) i don't know Uh, that's
0: that's that's what they do in twin peaks i guess yeah maybe
1: maybe someone will come investigate in three to five business days i don't know
0: well i mean hopefully she didn't write that letter because we know what happens (laughs) that's right richard finds out yeah
1: uh the other uh early case of violence against women that you were referring to and uh, it's a classic twin peaks episode when i have to be specific about which violence against women scene in the trailer park we have the uh property owner guy trailer park manager oh yes playing guitar yes someone throws a cup of coffee yes uh or a coffee cup i guess out the window and he's like what and it's It's the cocaine guy, I think, and his waitress girlfriend.
0: That's right, yeah.
1: And uh, they're... uh, Amanda Seyfried. That's right, yeah, Amanda Seyfried. And the guy who uh, didn't get a job at that... (laughs) What did we say? It was an accountancy firm? I don't know.
0: They didn't explain. We just kind of assumed it was some sort of generic white-collar, maybe sales job or something. Who knows? Yeah, he's just, it's just essentially just beating Amanda Seyfried up. There's really no. Yeah, yeah, great he's I, he's
1: like uh, she's on the couch and he's like grabbing her and shaking her. Mm. And the I don't remember exactly what he says, but it's basically like, you know, you're worthless. What are you going to do? Leave me? Like, it's that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's a, she, it's
0: clearly an abusive relationship.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean I hit
0: way. her, but he's
1: yes, definitely, definitely
0: hitting her off camera.
1: Yeah, and I think the message is that sometimes when you do cocaine, it's a fun music video in your boyfriend's car, and then sometimes it's not always good.
0: Mm, Yeah, no. Not to mention, this guy needs to blow his nose. Ugh. Uh,
1: Yeah. Horrible. Well, well, the cocaine, I think.
0: I guess so, but my God. I mean, how method do you have to get? It's disgusting. (laughs) I'd rather watch uh, Dark Coop spit out Garbanzonia than have to stare at this guy's snot ridden face Ugh.
1: <laughs> well i'm glad that that was what disturbed you about the scene <laughs> yeah so that that's uh i think that wraps up uh violence against women for this episode of twin peaks mm.
0: um let's talk about jim belushi
1: jim belushi yes exactly the belushi brothers Mm-hmm. Jim Belushi and someone else, but I, I only recognize Jim Belushi. God, this scene, this first scene with them made me so angry. It's, I have uh, an
0: explanation. This is oh. why I wanted to talk about these, but go ahead, describe it. And then I have a yeah. very weak explanation, but I think – I honestly, I think this might be what why Lynch did this.
1: Okay, so there are – and this this came up. I mean, I'm sure the uh, rabid viewers or listeners to Twin Ticks with Kabir and Garrett will remember – perhaps six episodes ago <laughs> uh there were these uh three women mm-hmm. dressed like uh cigarette girls Cig- yeah cigarette cigarette girls uh i don't
0: know if that's the term that's what i call them but I don't know.
1: Uh, they're they're in like not not like tutus but like like uh, vaguely ballerina type outfits like
0: go-go dancer outfits I think I don't really know what that means, but
1: um they're like they're like fifties slutty, I think is a good way of describing, it. <laughs> okay, yeah,
0: that's right i mean they they can, they can be like pinups,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly uh but uh anyway, so they're they're always hanging out in the control room of the Belushi's casino uh, <laughs> um, and they're always like very. They're, they never move and they're always like in poses. I remember I, 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 I
0: mentioned to you, yeah, go, go ahead. You're going to say, you asked me yeah. if they were really there. If they're I just some sort of if, apparition. If were, yeah,
1: like, a, yeah, like they, if they really existed because they weren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you said, no, they are real people. So they evidently um, hang out in the Belushi <laughs> house uh, and they just, they're just like hanging out in the kitchen, like doing kitchen stuff. Dressed like these, you know, 50 sluts. And there's one girl. Um, Candy. Candy, yeah. Who, uh, the older Belushi brother, not Jim, the other one. Uh, again, their their last name is not Belushi. It's, just, it's actually something else that I thought I wrote down, but I've forgotten. I can't remember either. Um, something with an M. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of this podcast, they're the Belushi brothers. The older Belushi is... Uh, he's on the phone or he's reading something he's distracted and uh Mm -hmm. candy is trying to swat a fly with a with a handkerchief or a cloth of some kind
0: yeah i mean bad strategy already right i mean you're never gonna get a fly with that handkerchief
1: yeah yeah uh she keeps trying um this happened this goes on for uh, too long like uh two and a half three minutes yeah yeah uh Eventually, she loses. She like waves it hard enough that she loses the handkerchief, and then it's flying around uh, older Belushi. Mm-hmm. She picks up a remote control for a TV, mm-hmm. and of course, you know we all know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It floats. the lands on his head or near his near his head, and she whacks him in the face with the remote, and then Draw, she, draws blood. Draws blood. Yeah. Oh, well, she really like she really whacks him. Yeah, he starts bleeding and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, Jim runs in and is like, oh, we got to clean that up. And, and she freaks out. And she's is like destroyed. Crying. She's
0: destroyed. She's destroyed by this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she like can't put two words together. And she's like incredibly upset.
0: And they're comforting her. Don't worry. They're like, it's that's okay. fine.
1: It's fine. And she keeps like throwing her arms around him. And Jim is like, get away from him. I'm trying to treat the wounds.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, she's acting like a child. Um, I don't think
0: she's no, I don't think she's acting like a child. I think she's acting like someone who's re- remorseful for the pain that she inflicted on
1: this yeah, guy but, that but, she cares but, about. But in a in a non adult woman way.
0: I don't know if that's true. You you think so? You think she's acting like a yeah. child? I don't think so. But there's
1: something there's something I think, something she, I think she's kind of her. a dumb there's person. With her. She's, she's, yeah, there's
0: something wrong with her. She's kind of acting like Dougie
1: uh yeah that's true that's kind of how dougie would well i don't I don't know if dougie would
0: no this is this is this is like advanced dougie yeah he, he can do this <laughs> uh
1: yeah i i think uh i think i don't know if dougie would uh i don't know if dougie would feel remorse we haven't seen him cause anyone pain
0: I, yeah no i don't think he would be capable he doesn't, of he doesn't react
1: to emotional pain that he's causing i mean sunny jim was up all night waiting for him to get tucked in and he doesn't care Uh, yeah
0: that's true yeah Uh, he's not the best father
1: no uh (laughs) he's not so tell me what is your what is your explanation of these of these bizarre women
0: i mean it's very inchoate but i think um this scene follows... I'm, I'm
1: leaning back and my arms are crossed. I'm very skeptical of what you're about to say. That's funny.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm leaning back too because it's, it's not a very convincing argument. But I think <laughs> this scene serves as a contrast to the two prior scenes we just witnessed where men are inflicting violence against women. And I think this is, a, you know, obviously she doesn't have the intention that the other two men had when they committed horrible violence against those women. When she inflicts violence on this man who she does care about. She's destroyed oh, okay. by it, right? And I just think it it underscores just the pure horror of what we witnessed before. Here's this woman who really committed an innocent act, yet she still has all this remorse built into the to the experience and the aftermath. So I think that's the point. And it's supposed to be funny, too. I don't buy it. because it goes Richard killing the woman on um, in the trailer
1: Richard Richard attacks another woman later Uh, later correct and then
0: it goes um, that quick scene of the cocaine guy guy with Amanda Seyfried and then it goes to this so I, I really think it's one two and then this is how normal people should behave
1: Here's my theory. And that, that shows
0: why those two previous scenes we saw were, were just so horrible and, and do occur. And that's the whole point is this stuff does occur every day.
1: Here's, here's my here's my theory that I just thought of and is not workshopped yet. Okay. Uh, I think we've seen in the show a lot of uh, what I imagine are perhaps Mark Frost. We've attributed a lot of things to Mark Frost. I don't know anything <laughs> about him, but <laughs> perhaps Mark Frost. You're really building him up in your mind. He's like your hero he's like he's like the anti-lynch in my head i know not a thing about him but i assume he's the one who's like david we need structure please david's like you idiots (laughs) let me do my beauty uh you could try to cage my beauty with your with your plot but you will always you will always fail i think mark frost is like look david you have all this violence against women so, mm-hmm. something's got to give and he's like all right fine well i'll have a woman i'll have a woman hitting a man how about that
0: <laughs> this is the writer's room
1: yeah yeah and it's just like it's the same as i have two other examples it's the same as david you know there's no people of color oh we'll have a uh, we'll have a native american guy and uh, we'll and we're like well that's just tokenism no th- there'll be a whole plot about native american heritage uh all right and there's another one where uh, David, there's 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 not enough, uh, you know, strong female leads, you know, asserting themselves as professionals. Uh, all right, well, we'll have you know, we'll have me come in, and I'll talk to uh, not only a woman, a transvestite, and I'll be her friend, and I'll say she's beautiful. <laughs> that'll show. That'll shut you up. I'll show the world that David Lynch appreciates women. No. <laughs>
0: That was my position. Was this was Lynch answering his detractors who call him a misogynist?
1: I think he. I think this scene, like many others, is a box-checking exercise.
0: No, 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 no. This is this is supposed to be a funny scene, but I think it comes after the other two because um, it's supposed to. It's like compare and contrast. I think it's just that simple.
1: <laughs> we see all these. We saw these men attacking women, and they're they're so upsetting. I'm gonna have a woman attacking a man, and you're gonna laugh. There you go. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, well, like I said, it's not it's not fully fleshed out, but
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> no, why neither neither is my theory. <laughs> that's why I
0: think the structure is uh, the way it is.
1: Uh, Anyways, I liked so it. There, there's more. Uh, there's more of these women. Yeah, uh, two later. More, uh, uh, I think we can we can talk about this. We'll talk about Dougie mm-hmm. a little bit more later. But basically, um, we we learned a little bit more too about it's another another good uh, tying together of of different plots here. Three different disparate plots we've mm-hmm. seen. Uh, the Belushi brothers involved in the uh, casino game. We've seen this other guy who works. Uh, we've called him the middle, middle, middle management for evil. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. guy who's facilitating Ike the Spike and he's facilitating other evil deeds. Yeah, always sitting so, behind a desk. Yep, Always sitting behind a desk. We learned that he's actually the rival to the Belushi brothers in the mm-hmm. casino world. Mm-hmm. And we know this because he calls and insists and he says, you know, how I've often talked about my sworn enemies. These brothers. The Belushi brothers, the yeah. brothers
0: Belushi. Yeah, uh, again, names. he uses
1: the real name. I don't remember what it is, but oh, I just found that it's it's the Belushi brothers are called the Mitchum brothers. Anytime your boss calls you into the office and says, "Hey, you know, you know how I talk about my sworn enemies," and you're like, "Okay, this is we're taking uh, corporate intrigue to an extreme level." But I was right. going to
0: say, yeah, yeah, that's when I go, should I, you know, should I be taking notes because this seems like it's going to be a very important um, <laughs> tasking.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I should have brought my notebook into this meeting. Uh damn. Yeah, that's when you kinda look <laughs>
0: around. Uh mind if I borrow this uh pen right here.
1: Post a note really quick. Kill enemies. Um uh yeah, so he's working with Tom Sizemore. Yeah, Tom yeah, yeah. That Tom Sizemore's uh insurance scam, which Dougie, and it's not clear if it's the same one, but it probably is.
0: It's got to be, yeah. You know. uh,
1: that Dougie somehow uncovered. Unearthed, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Cooper emerging. Yes, was to get insurance money for uh, the Belushi brothers burned down a hotel and they claimed insurance money on it. And apparently Dougie somehow proved by drawing Lee on some documents that it was arson. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they didn't get their payout. So uh, this evil middle management guy, other Las Vegas guy, tells Tom Sizemore go to the Belushi brothers and tell them that um, that it was Dougie Jones who saw to it that they didn't get their their cash out, their 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 payout.
0: Thirty million dollars. Yeah,
1: thirty million dollars. Uh, it's unclear to me if he also knows that the Belushi brothers already have a grudge against him because he's also, the, he's also Mr. Jackpot,
0: Mr. Jackpot. So no, no, I don't think. He, he yeah.
1: So him. they already had a grudge against him, but now it's even more so. So Tom Sizemore delivers this information to them and now they have a grudge against him. $30 million, 450 ish, $1,000 grudge. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they resolve to kill him. Oh, well, ask... we got to
0: talk about how Tom Sizemore tells them. That's I I really like that scene when they when they order candy to go out into the casino. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, yeah, that's that, I was I was saying that it's all backstory to explain the next candy Okay. Part. Okay. So Tom Sizemore yeah, although you're right, I, I kind of lost track of what I was talking about. So Tom Sizemore uh, comes to the casino to explain to these guys and they recognize him as the insurance guy that kind of let them down on their on their claim. He's also showing up at midnight, which they remark is strange. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Don't send him in." Candy, go, uh, go get him. And Candy is just she's po- she's doing what they do, which is they pose against the back wall of the control room.
0: Kind of, I, I don't even know. Like, it's like they don't know what to do with their hands. They're kind of just stroking their necks.
1: They look like they look like staring poster.
0: absently. Yeah,
1: um, they look like statuettes. Yeah. Uh, statues i guess uh they are they are human size so i guess they're statues uh and uh they have to yell at her to get her attention they're like hey go get him mm. she goes out and they watch him on the control they watch them talk on the control feed
0: yeah they say candy go get him bring him in
1: yeah and she talks to time Sizemore more via silent video feed for again another two or three minutes
0: so i love this i thought this was so funny I I genuinely thought this was maybe the funniest scene in the show so far. I mean, they're staring at the screen and it's totally silent because it's one of those CTVs. What are they called? CCTVs? Yeah. And she's pointing at various things around the casino. It cuts back to the Belushi brothers trying to figure out what the hell she's talking about
1: yeah it's uh, like she's giving a, a tour from one position it's bizarre yeah and she's making big gestures and she's like over there there's this thing and, and then she points back to herself and she's like talking about herself
0: yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's pretty funny I don't know I mean this you know. I really
0: enjoyed it I loved it and then you know of course the Belushi brothers say get back in here you know yell at her
1: yeah they yell at their, at their mic'd uh, guard get her back in here. And then they're yelling at him. And he, he has a funny, like, ah, you're yelling in my ear, in my mm. earpiece. They come back in and they're like, well, what did you guys talk about? And she's like, did, she's confused by the question. And then she says that she was talking about, I think it's the casino and. Air some conditioning or something air, something. air conditioning. Yeah. It used to be hot, but now it's not anymore or something like that. And then she, they look at Tom Sizemore and he shrugs his shoulders. He's like, yeah, that's what we talked about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, You also, you should have liked the line because
1: before she comes in,
0: they look at each other and the older Belushi brother gives Jim Belushi a look and Jim Belushi says, I know if we fire her, she has nowhere to go. Like they have an explanation as if, yeah, we know she's worthless, but we're just kind of taking care of her.
1: Yeah. It was a very
0: real conversation to have. Yeah. Yeah. well, I saw it and yeah. I was like, oh, look, it's fan service for Kabir. He's going to be so happy for this.
1: <laughs> You're describing me as a fan, which is incorrect.
0: <laughs> Force uh, viewer Kabir service. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I guess. So, I mean, yeah, that explains.
0: That explains why they haven't fired her because obviously she's causing yeah, a lot of th- that, that
1: That opens up a much larger question, which is why. <laughs> who, what is their relationship? <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't I mean they're hanging out at their house.
1: I yeah. don't know. It's very weird.
0: It's it, it. You know, I mean, I don't want to say toxic work environment, but
1: I mean, those it,
0: lines are beginning to blur.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're barely human. I mean, she 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 doesn't have conversation abilities. She's just always distracted. They're standing at the wall and posing. Uh, it's unclear. I, I, uh, they make them
0: drinks. I mean, I guess that's something.
1: That's something, yeah. I will not be surprised if they're revealed to be somehow less than human. <laughs> because it just doesn't, you know... The question isn't who are these people, it's what are these people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's talk about Dougie. Yeah,
0: oh, okay, yeah.
1: He goes. He goes to the doctor's office. Finally, a chance for the doctor to examine him and determined that there's something medically wrong with him
0: there's just one problem that nobody anticipated
1: he is hot af (laughs) (laughs) damn yeah uh dougie goes and i was honestly upset dougie goes to the doctor i mean he's kyle mclaughlin he's in pretty good shape for yeah he's in pretty good shape but but he's going to the doctor and the and his wife
0: even the doctor the the doctor's flustered
1: (laughs) His wife is like, yeah, he's not his himself, you know, he, she's, uh, and she's even underselling. He's not himself. I don't know where he is half the time. He can't, uh, he can't string two words together. The doctor taps the table for him to sit on the examination table, and Dougie taps back. At one point, he's trying to listen to his yeah. heart, and, and Dougie keeps touching the, the stethoscope, the stethoscope yeah. and he's like, stop it, Dougie, stop it. Um, but the doctor is like, damn, Dougie, you're in good shape. And Naomi Watts, thirsty as fuck, is just, <laughs> just... watching her and just getting, <laughs> getting wet at the sight of her husband. It's disgusting.
0: Yeah. She almost jumps across the table.
1: And the doctor, he comes in, you know, for a CAT scan, presumably. And uh, they look at him and they say, you know what? Perfect blood pressure. No diagnosis. Clean bell of health. Good to go home. <laughs> ridiculous a true failure of the american medical system
0: yeah well you know i mean that's that's what you get right god uh it's surprising they didn't order more tests that's how they pad their pockets
1: that's true that's true maybe that maybe in uh david lynch's dystopian world we have single payer health care that, that's <laughs> a true evil
0: <laughs> oh man yeah so that was the hospital
1: that was the hospital Thirsty uh,
0: AF.
1: Yeah. Mrs. God. Jones. So we cut to, later on, we'll cut to the house. And she is sitting there <laughs> staring at her husband, who's eating uh, some chocolate cake.
0: Uh, chocolate cake again. Well, she knows how to butter Dougie up.
1: I guess. Uh, Gotta help us. What's in that cake, huh? He's, he's housing that cake. Uh, and she, uh, she looks at him, and she's like, do you find me attractive? <laughs> and he looks at her. With a level of like, I mean, it's Dougie, so no, it's,
0: like, it's just standard Dougie.
1: It's a, I know, but standard Dougie is. This is the first time that that she's asked him something that. It's not like it's not like an angry question or like a desperate hmm. question. It's like, mm-hmm. a, she's looking for affirmation, mm-hmm. and he does not give it to her. He looks at her, and then slowly turns his head back to cake.
0: Yeah, he doesn't. You know, just a just a blank slate again.
1: And then uh, she says, because I find you very attractive. Looks at her, doesn't give a shit. Back to his cake and eats it. And she doesn't even care about this reaction. No, I think it
0: fuels her passion. If
1: I don't know. Cuts to... Uh, the Playing hard man. to get.
0: Dougie Jones, he knows his way. He's got that latent coop raw sexuality <laughs> buried within him.
1: Uh, She's... uh. Let's say she's doing a lot of the work in the bedroom, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh she's uh she's getting off.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a funny shot because it's... it's disturbing. It's disturbing. Oh, come on. It's it's you see her back, she's on top of him, and his his hands are like flopping really
1: weird. Yeah, it's because he's she's you know, she's riding him and his hands are just bouncing with the bed. Yeah, <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> completely Aside from, it cuts to him at one point. He's got this really goofy smile.
0: Yeah, Uh, no, definitely the implication is he's consenting and happy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, he's happy.
0: (laughs) He won't. You won't. You don't. You think the the I don't think he's in a.
1: I mean, look, you know, I don't think he's in a. He's in a mental position to give consent.
0: I think. I mean, I think you're probably right. I mean, I think we need to to determine what this thing is. I mean, because if this is he, if this is Cooper, if she's having sex with Dale Cooper, FBI's finest, then yeah, I mean not. that's 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 rape.
1: <laughs> she's having sex with no. Well, let's 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 be very clear about what this is. She's having sex with a uh a uh, object that came out of a electricity socket. <laughs> what like two and a half weeks ago, maybe. Yeah. Uh the only way she would give she would get consent, because he can only parrot what's been said right back to him, <laughs> except for the word coffee, is if she yeah. said, Say coffee if you want to have sex, and she would say he would say coffee. Or she would say, I want to make love to you, and then he would say, make love to you. And then she would take that as consent, which I don't think would hold up in a court of law.
0: Yeah, no, no. Um uh,
1: but yeah, no, honestly, it was like, and I and I'm not I'm not being facetious. I was watching this and I was I was disturbed. Really? Because, Interesting. Because we as the audience know what he is. He's not yeah. a fully functioning human.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: And hmm. it, it's being played for laughs, like everything Dougie is, Dougie's mm-hmm. doing. And of course mm-hmm. they show him smiling, so I guess it's okay. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is a woman who Only sees what she wants to see and hears what she wants to hear. Mm. To the point where she's having all these one-ended conversations with him and drawing all these conclusions, and she's having sex with him. You know, it's it's just like it's so, you know, bizarre. Uh, I mean, I don't have an
0: explanation. You have a very strong argument. Yeah, I mean, I don't know.
1: The next morning, she grabs him and she tells him, "Oh, uh, you know, I wanted to know. I want you to know that I had a wonderful night last night. I'm still thinking about it." She seems quite happy for the first time. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, she is. But in all fairness, so does Dougie. He seems to have a bit of a glow.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's usually dumb happy. The last That's time I true. saw him that happy was when he figured out how the elevator works. So That's true. Uh, so I wouldn't read too much into his uh, his uh, self-actualization. <laughs> uh I don't know. I, <laughs> I
0: I I don't think she, I don't think, well, I don't know. Maybe she, maybe she did rape him. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> very uh, disturbed
0: by this, this, this revelation you've, you've, uh, you've put on me. My I God. mean, I don't know how it could be anything else. Yeah.
1: What was the foreplay? I mean, she definitely pulled
0: his. That was before, you know, we, we didn't see any of that. We come
1: no, but imagine to the it, you scene
0: know? at the very end.
1: Imagine what it would have been. She would have had to. She, he couldn't get up the stairs himself. She would have to drag him up the stairs. She probably, she probably got him pretty drunk too. I mean, most likely. <laughs> no way. No, no, we don't know that. Uh, I think
0: that's a fair I mean, she probably got
1: him pretty drunk. Yeah, I mean, come yeah. on, that's
0: that's that that that's
1: too much. Uh, and then uh, she undressed him for sure. I mean, he doesn't know what's going on, and he
0: doesn't know how to use a toilet. So yeah.
1: I also thought to myself, maybe I've seen too many action movies, but usually when someone says they're like the happiest they've been in a long time, they're about to get killed. Mm. And, uh, we do know that there are, I believe now two plots against, uh, Dougie and his wife's life. Yep, Two active plots. So, um, I think she's probably going to get shot or die or something. Hmm. Maybe he'll save her. I don't know. Most most of what's left is is uh, the David Lynch story arc. Um, oh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, they're at, um, I think they're still in uh, Buckhorn, yeah. South Dakota. Yeah, they're yeah. staying at a very nice hotel. Uh, there's a little scene where, where Deputy Director Lynch is with Tammy. Mm-hmm. And they see Miguel Ferrer on a date. And I couldn't identify who the woman was.
0: Oh, come on. This is your favorite lady. This is the... Mortician.
1: Okay, I thought so. I thought so. Okay. All right, all right, all right.
0: Who does stand-up on the weekends?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought I thought that was her, but I wasn't completely sure.
0: Yeah, they have a natural rapport, you know. They're both they like to chuck it up over over human tragedy.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like to make jokes <laughs> at the dead's expense. Yeah. Um So uh they're on a date. That's nice. David Lynch says, Oh, that's cute, that's sweet. He goes up to his room and uh there's a knock at the door.
0: Oh, God. I, I, I love this.
1: I don't know why I love this, but I love it. As he gets up, the camera pans to what he was drawing, mm. which it's, um, I mean, it's an insane looking like child's drawing. It's like a hand. It's a hand coming out of the uh, uh, right side of the piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's trying to grab a deer.
0: Uh, or a dog with antlers or something. Uh,
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's poorly drawn. It could be. I think deer is more likely than dog with antlers. But... <laughs>
0: uh, this is David Lynch art. I don't know. All right. We have frog moths flying That's around.
1: True. That's true. Uh, <laughs> frog moth. Maybe this is the rain dog. The harbinger of death. Uh, <laughs>
0: Sounds like a, it's like uh, a sick yeah. album name. Yeah, 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 uh, that's that's like metal as
1: fuck, yo. Yeah. <laughs> uh so he goes, he hears a knock at the door. He goes to answer it and as soon as he opens the door, he sees uh an image of Laura Palmer uh crying, right? Just
0: screaming in distress. Just it's like the whole screen is just filled with this.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's a very you know, shoddy image, which is yeah, strange. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh and they show it from different angles and so you can see it reverse too. It's mm-hmm. like he's looking at um like a hologram projection. Hologram, exactly, yeah. Holographic projection of 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 Laura Palmer screaming. Um mm-hmm. I don't know if it was footage from Firewalk with me. Probably, right?
0: Uh or or the original show. Yeah, yeah. One of the two, yeah, definitely.
1: Um and Miguel Ferrer's at the door and he sees Lynch looking past him at this horrific hologram and he looks behind him and he doesn't see anything. And David Lynch suddenly it snaps out of it and is mm-hmm. like, oh, come in, come in. And doesn't tell Miguel Ferrer about it. His confidant. Yeah. Uh, hey, we're working this case that's very supernatural. By the way, I just saw a vision. Nope, he just <laughs> keeps it to himself. Um, so uh, they have a little conversation. Miguel Ferrer says that they, they, uh, they had uh, tapped... Um, Mm -hmm. the cell phone of Diane Mm -hmm. and they saw that she got a text that was uh, relayed off different pinged off different towers Mm -hmm. and originated in Mexico. And they're like, Oh, very suspicious. And then uh, they read out the coded text that, that we knew, we know that dark coop had sent her. That was like, there were too many at the dinner table, something, something about a dinner table. And then they say did she respond? And Miguel Ferrer says, yes. And it was highly encrypted.
0: Yeah, they say it was highly encrypted. Yeah. But we figured it out, something to that effect. Okay. And then the text from Laura Dern says they know about Hastings. Who is the Matthew Lillard character?
1: So, so what they glean is that Diane is... Leaking information about the case to someone in, in whose phone is registered in Mexico, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Lynch says, "I knew it when I when when I hugged her." Yeah, yeah. So he knew that that there's, that she was concealing something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then they and then Tammy comes in. Yeah, and she's like, "Hey guys, I got even more information." They, uh, she says that she finally she got information off the first tape from the penthouse, and the penthouse murder is everyone remembers exactly what happened in part one in the first five minutes of this show, right? Yeah. yeah. Because it has, not has only come up very briefly once, once since then yeah. uh, is the nightmare creature comes out of the glass box. That's being filmed. Mm-hmm. And it cuts up these two people. Yeah. So I think what she's saying <laughs> is that they've, uh, I mean, can you
0: imagine if you were, you know, pouring over the show like we are multiple times over, you wouldn't, I mean, I guess you would remember that scene because it is strange visually. Um, but you're right. I mean, we haven't seen it in two and a half months.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's tough for an audience member. It was the first 15 minutes of a show that, and that 15 minutes is so unlike the rest of the show.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's like it, you could it, think it was a different show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's not she, easy It's not easy
0: I, making this art It's not easy consuming this art
1: It's not easy consuming this art It is not <laughs> So I think she says that they've been watching Or decoding the tapes And yeah. we're filming The the box mm-hmm. And this is tape three So we've got a long way to go I'm sure And and you know send, send out a prayer Pour one out for the FBI technician Who has to watch oh, Still footage oh, of the box Good so, point uh yikes yeah thoughts yeah this, and then when mind. you
0: finally do see something oh look out <laughs> yeah and then
1: finally that's not, not a like, good day either gruesome murder yeah. uh yeah imagine i'm sure they get some poor intern at the fbi who's like <laughs> oh majoring in criminal justice i'm gonna save the world She's, they're, she's, like, she's, watching.
0: You know, she's she, they're bragging to their parents back home yeah you know i got a job at the fbi you know i'm yeah, my third year of you know getting my bachelor's degree. They put me in
1: the X Files unit. It's so exciting.
0: It's really good.
1: Uh, and uh, they're like, "Okay, watch a hundred thousand hours of footage. Watch it very carefully. Don't take your eyes off the screen. At some point, people are going to be brutally murdered. I'm not going to tell you when. You'll have no warning."
0: <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, we promised to write a good recommendation. Yeah, uh, but that's all we can do. So. Good luck on becoming an agent.
1: <laughs> God. Uh, now, this is this is from tape three of perhaps thousands of tapes. Yeah. So um, this must be early in the box's lifespan. Yeah. It shows Dark Coop in the box, I think. Yeah. or Perhaps outside of the box. It's not really clear because the box, the box is glass. But he's mm-hmm. near or in the box. And he's talking to an old man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Who's outside the box.
1: Who's outside the box, yeah. Do you think, is Darkoop inside the box? I think
0: so. Yeah, Yeah. I I think so, yeah.
1: We don't know who the old man is, right? It's not clear yet.
0: I I assumed that was just the person who was hired to watch the box. The first guy. No, 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 just... Oh, you mean like the first guy who was hired hired. to do it? Yeah, didn't it
1: Now, and I'm really reaching. I'm really stressing my memory now. I think that I recall a line two mm-hmm. and a half months ago <laughs> where this guy said he made a passing reference to someone else being having the job before him.
0: Yeah, he did. Yes.
1: Yeah. Right. And then like mm-hmm. the girl is like, what happens if you do something wrong or something? And he's like, well, that's why they, they, that's what happened to the last guy or something like that.
0: Yeah. And he says something about, he saw something, but he wouldn't tell me what he happened. didn't
1: report it. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that.
0: So that's this guy, or maybe, you know, maybe there's been a whole series of people watching this box. I don't
1: know. Yeah, who knows?
0: Because it's not clear when Cooper would have been in that box. Maybe after he came back after murdering Hastings, right? I don't know. Because that's not how he first entered the world. That happened 27 years ago. So I don't know. And that's basically it. They tell him, and then, Lynch goes, uh, Oh my god.
1: Yeah, yeah. Lynch is Lynch is excited. Um there's a little scene at the end with the log lady.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's kind of the important. Log
1: lady calls Hawk. Mm-hmm. She says a lot of stuff. I started to write it down, but I stopped because it went on for a while. It she says electricity is coming. Yeah. You see it dancing, the glow is dying, what will be mm-hmm. in the darkness remains. Mm-hmm. Goes on and on and on. Laura is the one. Who... I
0: think that's the thesis of the speech. Laura is the one. Yeah. I think uh, it's reminding
1: the audience. I mean, you know I did I did roll my eyes at one point. Oh yeah. She says you can trust the Truman brothers. The Truman brother brothers are both true men. Yeah. Which is it's poor wordplay. Um <laughs> Oh, oh, because they Truman, Truman yeah. brothers—they're
0: both Truman.
1: Yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, and what conv- what confused me is, was she, had she left a voicemail?
0: I think so. Yeah, I think the I think the actress has passed at at this point. Yeah. Oh, Okay. I mean, I, I'm sure they did. They, you know, they they did. I mean, she was terminally ill, so they did all of her scenes back to all back to back. Along, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I think they need to have a, a method by which she can pass information. To hawk, and then by having it in that function, I, maybe it doesn't get redundant. Is maybe the
1: why not have her send letters
0: <laughs> that she's writing?
1: Uh, yeah. Because wouldn't it be cooler if instead of getting weird calls, like you you're getting like mail, like and like every day a different letter shows up with a different clue to your voicemail? Like that's so lame. <laughs> yeah that
0: yeah that's true that that would be and you know you can have that kind of strange trope from the 80s where someone's writing a letter but they're so vocally reading it to themselves yeah, you know yeah. then you have like the dictation of it
1: uh yeah she looks quite ill um but she had that log she's still holding that log <laughs> uh, It helps them solve crimes so. <laughs> <God>. uh <laughs> yeah let's just remind the audience the entire we've got a couple major plots uh throughout the season three of twin peaks One is Mm -hmm. the uh, police department of Twin Peaks trying to figure out the cold case of the disappearance of FBI agent Dale Cooper. All precipitated by a woman who gets clues from a log and leaves them via voicemail to Deputy Sheriff Hawk.
0: I mean, those clues are panning out.
1: Let's not forget how this uh, started.
0: Well, you know, small town police department.
1: A place where where place where murders are reported by mail. I think they can take a few days to follow up in the log. Ladies tips. Um,
0: yeah, that that is a good point. <laughs> maybe their priorities are a little out of whack.
1: Yeah. Um. God, that's it. Cut to Bang Bang Lounge. That's it. Also, we've been calling it Bang Bang Lounge. It's Bang Bang Bar.
0: Yeah, I know. I don't well, care, but
1: <laughs> I don't
0: care. People people will care, but you know, whatever.
1: And, uh, yeah, then we hear the six-minute song.
0: Mm, so good. No. You, 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 you didn't like it? You didn't like the song?
1: No, I honestly, I, I usually am, am neutral or on board with the songs.
0: Oh, but not this one.
1: I really dislike the song, and it was oh, – wow. It was it was honestly grating. It was like I I took my focus away from it, and the volume rose. And she held this note. I was like, ah, stop oh,
0: it! Oh no, I loved it. I, I honestly, I was so moved. I was just sitting there thinking, god. god damn, this show. This show is so good. Like that's all I could think. Oh my god! Uh, I and mean, it really spoke to me. Uh... <laughs> oh man.
1: Uh wow. What what you said? You had a grade. What was your grade for this episode?
0: Yeah, you know, I thought you were going to convince me. And uh, honestly, I'm looking at it. I don't see a lot of problems with the episode. I think the... What about the rape of Dougie? I was going to say, I mean, the potential rape of Dougie is troubling. But uh, I mean, that's not what the show's about. So I don't know. Maybe, you know, it's another layer of the onion for me to peel back (laughs) as I do my after hours reading on uh, the show I've now put like 70 to 80 hours into. So if I didn't know how good <laughs> the final episode is You're grading on a scale, huh? I'm grading on a scale. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to take it down to an a minus.
1: Oh no. Okay.
0: So an a uh, minus. Um, all right. And honestly, just because it's not the absolute best,
1: I think uh, the combination of good plot coming together with a lot of gratuitous violence and and, and unnecessary Dougie abuse <laughs> um. yeah i'm gonna say b minus
0: okay so i'm usually hand in hand with our friends at av club
1: Their confidence was shaken
0: yeah i mean i don't I don't know what they want but uh, they gave it a b
1: a b okay uh
0: there was there was one commenter on it on the episode uh on the av club write-up of the episode and oh, okay.
1: just one is that is that usual or unusual i don't really read av club episodes I
0: have, no, I have no reference point. The only comment section I ever read is the Washington Post. And people will put like, you know, like 600. <laughs> so, Why would you read comments on the Washington Post? I mean, you know, that, that's just, you know, day in the life of Garrett.
1: <laughs> You're just saying how you have so little time. I mean, you read books <laughs> about Twin Peaks. You read the comments on, in news.
0: I, I have to prioritize how, you know, the entertainment I consume. So it's, you know, takes on Twin Peaks And then it's, you know The Washington Post comment section
1: <laughs> We should trade places for one day I'll read uh, I'll read some like David Eggers novel And you uh, you have to watch an episode Of, uh, of According to Jim <laughs>
0: <laughs> And we'll both be more depressed Yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: sure. the distance isn't so great that we can just go
0: online to click on each